0: No, they fell. They fell hard, and they were low, 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 low. Mm. They made it out. Mm. (laughs) They made it out. You sound like (laughs) a servant. (laughs) But God, yo, sometimes in life we lose our upper, and it feels like things are over.
1: Hello, lovers, and welcome back to Starry Cupid, a podcast that discusses the romantic pairings from film and TV. It is your boy Zama.X, nothing more nothing less from the east not the west oh yeah the pest and uh, this is it this is this is one of those episodes that I was genuinely excited about like I've been thinking about doing this for the longest time I'm so happy that I finally got the chance to do it because wow it is a fan favorite It is also one of my, like personally, one of my favorite shows of all time. It is a very well-written kids show that has somehow stuck with audiences since it dropped. Like people are in their 20s, bordering 30s, and they still love this show, which just speaks to how incredible it really is. I am speaking about none other than katara and ang from avatar the last airbender uh, so inserts like glitter and like shininess and like amazingness because wow wow growing up i was not very into anime not because i didn't like it per se but because it wasn't really my voice got really high oh it wasn't really available to us like people that didn't have like the internet or like tv um unless you wanted to watch like dragon ball z which was cool i guess but uh, yeah just i didn't really get into it and this but this show it took me it it captured me at a very young age mostly because nickelodeon they used to play the episodes in chronological order every was it every day i mean yeah every day so after school it was just me in that television i was just i was completely engrossed i was immediately just obsessed with this world this story the characters and the epic rise of a protagonist like ang it was just amazing to me, even when I was very young. It was just really, really great. I recently, well, I first the first time I rewatched it was when I was in matric, when I should have been studying. <laughs> um, so shout out to Simon Thought Gray. And then again, I recently rewatched it during the first lockdown because I, why not, you know, and and every single time that I have rewatched it, it still managed to be as good as it was. Like, maybe it's a little bit better now that I am older and I understand a lot and I can see intentions and I can see what writers were trying to show us and all that stuff. It was just wonderful. And I'm not doing this alone to help me out to get through all the things that I really, I really want to talk about I've invited a special guest to join me. She is a friend of the show. Um she is also one of my best friends on the planet. We have Dinto Tokhe joining us virtually to chat about a show that we honestly we both just adore. It's been with us like we quite similar in age it's been with us it has held down there are so many so many things that we still find interesting and like captivating about it and she has a lot of opinions about a lot of things so there's no better person for this let's waste no time this is katara and ang the last airbender was created in 2005 and ran on until 2008 with three seasons under its belt it was created by michael dante DiMartino martino and brian conetsco um, I know that Konetsko was before this he had left working on family guy to write this show so wow first of all secondly there's there's commitment there and his history kind of shows that okay this is this is a funny man This is a man that can make jokes and what they did with this with this show is amazing is impeccable it's it's really really great they went on to also do legend of korra which is the continuation of the avatar story I've yet to watch all of Legend of Korra. Like, I know I've been talking about how I'm a really huge fan of this. So why haven't I watched Legend of Korra? Once again, availability and also, like, time and, like, life. One day I will watch the whole thing back to front. And maybe I'll come back and I'll talk. Actually, not even maybe. I will definitely because I do like Korra. I like her a lot. So I will be back to have this conversation when I'm done watching it. So, yeah, the creators, what they were able to accomplish with The Last Airbender at at a time like 2005, really, really great, amazing. The fact that it is so amazing to children and beloved by adults, I think it's great when cartoons can be just so universal and, wow, great. They also... In like production news, they'd the pair had recently pulled out of an adaptation deal with Netflix. They were going to produce a like live. I think it was gonna be live action. Yeah, live action series based on the show. But apparently they pulled out because they the Netflix the production company they wanted to kind of sexualize the characters who are no one is even above the age of 17 i think i think everyone's kind of under 16 the oldest being like zuko and saka who are 16 ang is okay he's 112 but he's 12 in general so that was weird (laughs) like that was super weird we could we could spend the entire episode discussing why it was weird why Netflix is wrong and why they need to be stopped. But I'm not going to focus on them. I'm just going to focus on the fact that I'm happy that Konetsuko and DiMartino could like walk away from that. It's because they definitely want this to happen. They want us as the audience and the fans and the fandom to have this wonderful show adapted. But it has to be on their terms. And I get that because some adaptations were not on their terms and we could see and those adaptations turned out to be horrible because when you take an artist's work and you kind of you kind of shit on it it's going to reflect in the work especially what happened in that horrible adaptation we don't need we don't need another another thing like that I will not be discussing the live action movie because what live action? What what movie? Hello, you've I do. I do want to shed a light on the art and animation department, which was headed by Conetsco. Uh Wow. That's, that's the light I want to shine on it. Wow. This is one of the most visually pleasing cartoons i've ever watched part of the reason why the world building was so wonderful and so well done comes from how they animated everything beyond the characters and maybe like the animals which were very cute i think it was just a very beautifully done world you there was a distinctness in each place that you went to you knew which nation you were in purely based on how they had drawn everything and I'll talk about that in greater detail later I just wanted to shout out our department also the score really great like you knew what was going on before you actually saw what was happening because of the music really really wonderful chef's kiss on a cute note I love the animals <laughs> all the animals on this show are so adorable they have this thing where every animal is a hybrid so there'll be two different animals presented into like one for example arpa um, ang's bison is actually half bison half manatee and you see that like you see the features of both animals and they both kind of contribute what the animal can do like so with momo Momo is half lemur half bat so you clearly see that he's a lemur because of the way he's like shaped, but then he can also fly because he's half bat and it's just adorable i think it's cute um and that is why in the passing say episodes all of the episodes when they first find out that the earth king has a bear like everyone's confused on the team they're just like a bear what I'm like no it's a bear it's just it's just a normal bear and that's because he's the only normal animal in the entire in the entire show is that's it and yeah and i just find that really really adorable Onto the cost first up we have May Whitman as Katara. I've spoken about Whitman before, um, in the previous episodes. Many of you will know her from projects like Good Girls, Scott Program vs. the World, lots, lots of work. But she, we, she also has an extensive voice acting career, and I love her. <laughs> I love her. As an actress, I love her in everything that I've seen her in. She's really, she's really, really wonderful. She has this soft, sweet thing going on with her voice that I think was really perfect for Katara. But normally she's usually cast as like these sassy and snarky women, which I guess also matches Katara a lot. So yeah, love her, love her work, love what she's doing. Then we have the adorable Zack Tyler as Aang. Cutest little voice in the world. Oh my goodness. He he sounds like he is. You know what I mean? Like he sounds like a 12 year old boy that is as playful and as joyful as Aang is. He really embodies that. Mm. If you have ever seen Aunt Bully, you'll recognize Tyler because he plays the lead character in the movie, Lucas, the little boy that pees on the ants. Um, he's great. He hasn't done much since this show, but I think just purely based on his performance as Ang, he was really, really great, considering at the time that they started the show, he was also only 12 years old, and his his voice just does stuff like Yes, there is the obvious and very, like, natural to him excitement and glee of a 12-year-old, but there were moments where Aang was not so childlike and, like, he had to make big decisions and he had angry moments, and I think that Tyler really, he got that. He played the part when it required him, so that's why I think he was really good. Honorable mentions, there are a lot. They are so, like, obviously, when a show spans three seasons, you're going to have a lot of people that are on it. Like, wow, amazing people that have been on this show. But on Team Avatar, we have Jack DeSena, who plays Sokka. One of the funniest people, one of the funniest people on the show. I really, I really, really love Sokka for who he is. (laughs) even though sometimes you just want to you just you just want to shut him up but he he was really really great then there's Dante Basco who is Prince Zuko if you can't hear it in his voice you might recognize Basco because he also voiced Jake Long from American Dragon and i always find this funny because it's so Hilarious trying to imagine hearing Zuko say the stuff that Jake Long says and like vice versa. Like, <laughs> like Zuko's just from, this boy from New York who's, who's stuck in an international war. It's, it's hilarious stuff. Fun fact while we're talking about American Dragon. Mae Whitman voiced Rose, Jake's love interest, on the show I just think that's just wonder, that's wonderful humor from the universe. Kind of like a, oh, okay, in this alternate world, Katara and Zuko are... Their roles are kind of reversed because Rose is the one hunting Zuko. But they're also in love, which is weird. Anyway, I, I think that was great. I think that was lovely. We also have Mako as uncle who plays Uncle Iroh, RIP to the king. Wonderful job, lovely work. Grey Griffin, extensive career in voice acting, who plays Azula. I, I wanted to mention her because, wow, her voice. She literally sounds as terrifying as Azula looks, if that makes sense. Like she embodies that people are scared of me and I revel in that, which is great. And man, there's just amazing people on this show. There's so many fantastic voice actors that I've been on. Like for example, Mark Hamill was Fire Lord Ozai. I did. I'm saying this slowly because I didn't know this until I was watching it the second time. Yes, and it was just, it was just the wildest kind of like, a, oh yeah, this person was on here, and he was really good. He was really, really great for the, like, 12 minutes that we ever hear Fire Lord I speak. Just great, fantastic people all around. Onto the plot. If you have never seen this show, turn this off right now and go and watch it. I don't care how you do it. You just, you just have to see it. You need to watch it. There's no reason not to. You can watch it with your children. You can watch it with your niblings. You can watch it with your spouse. You can watch it alone. There's no reason not to see this amazing show. Especially because at some point that live action adaptation will come. And though I trust their creators and I trust that they will honor what happens in the original show. You still have to just see the original just for yourself. Just do it for yourself. If you have seen it and you need to jog your memory, here is a summary. Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then... Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and Katara and her brother Sokka discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. Yeah, you get the point. Yuck. If you don't get the point, I promise you they will remind you in the intro every single episode at some point you'll just know it off by heart again this has been out for over 10 years now spoilers will be a flowing i'm sorry not sorry and i'm sure i've already spoiled a few things in the beginning so i'm so happy to be talking to my dear friend Dental, to hear about this you'd like listening to the the second part, you'd think that we haven't seen each other in years. It's been a couple of months. Maybe l- less than two. Yeah, the way we were talking about this, it's it was really great to have her on. Uh, forgive the shaky audio. That's the price we have to pay for recording online until we can meet again post-pandemic. So, yeah... All right, it's time to get straight into this. This is Katara and Amy. And we're back with our guest, our very special guest, dear friend of mine, fan of the show, not the <laughs> podcast. Oh, she is a fan of the podcast too, but of... anyway, we have Dindu Tokyo here. Hi. (laughs) Okay. Hello. Hi everybody. It's been a journey. It's been a long journey getting her on here. And by journey, I mean technical difficulties on top of technical difficulties. You know what I was saying offline? I was saying, I'm so young. Why am I struggling with this? And I (laughs) hope that we're both so young.
0: We're too young. We're too young.
1: Oh, I feel like I have to like call my niece in and be like, hey, how hey, young whippersnapper, how does this work? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly. Cause the way this technology was literally giving us problems. Every laptop, every phone, every microphone.
1: <laughs> Everything. Just fail, fail, fail. But we're here now and we're so excited. I've been we've been talking about this since I think the end of last year. Yeah. And then life happened. <laughs> So I'm glad that, that we finally made it to talk Hi. about something that we're both not on the same page with. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be interesting. I love this so much. Um, <laughs> all right, D. We I've said it in the episode, like in the earlier I've said, and I'm sure sh- I'm sure if anyone follows. Either of us online, they can tell we really love the Last Day Bender. Like, as a show, it's really great. We can both agree on that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when you watched it, but like, uh, during mid 2020, sometime during lockdown, the American Netflix uploaded all the seasons onto their onto their platform, and then we saw kind of like a, a I want to say a resurgence of memes and like chats based on avatar online and it was re- it was really fun it was a fun time mm. how did it feel to see so many other fans celebrate this show so many years after
0: it ended i loved it i was i was down for it cuz i watched i used to watch it like on and off in my early teens and then i watched it for real at the tender age of 16 which i'm sad to say is a couple of years ago <laughs> <old. laughs> <And, laughs> And then um, last year when everybody was like talking about it, there were all these like new memes and like new fandoms and like, cu- like you know what I mean? Like everybody built yeah. a new culture and I was like, yes, I'm here for this. It was really exciting, I feel. And I know we both love fan camps and that was the one thing I enjoyed seeing so much. Yeah that was fun I love that and you get like all these like YouTube channels that are like they have different takes on things that you didn't even notice before Mm. things that you wouldn't have thought of and like articles and all these different things that would not have been there if they didn't bring it back and grow the fandom so I don't know I think it would be weird if we were like oh my goodness I hate it like they should have never... Like shared it with anybody else. Like,
1: that is- <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm glad like people were like willing to be be a part of it again. Like we weren't
0: yeah.
1: hugging it like a bunch of weirdos.
0: Yeah, that's really weird.
1: <laughs> and, and obviously, I brought you on here, okay, to discuss the show, but also to focus particularly on the couple we've chosen for today's episode Mm -hmm. Katara and Aang (laughs) now there I wanna it's it feels so weird to call it a love story because in the greater scheme of things it didn't matter like we were more focused or we were more exposed to this journey that everyone every character is going through like kind of the growth and like the self-discovery on top of them dealing with like this war so it kind of got pushed to the side or like was in the back of our minds. And normally in shows with protagonists like Aang, the romance attached to Aang would be shoved in our faces like his love interest would kind of be only there to support him and nothing else. Mm. All those like uh, cliches that we're used to. Do Do you think that... For this show and just like I want to anime in general do you think they've mastered the art of not letting the love overshadow our heroes like journey overall goals and then also how do you personally feel about Katara and Aang you can choose to answer in whatever order you want okay
0: cool so um, I think okay so let me start here. I think it is a love story but I'm not talking specifically about Katara and Aang's romance. I think, Mm. like you said, it's like self-discovery and all of that. And it is also love. Like you've got lots of different kinds of love that are clear. You even have toxic love. And that's also pretty evident in the whole show. So I think it was a theme that was always there but I think you are right where you're like it, it wasn't like the main theme or they weren't like shoving it down our throats and um mm. anime does have a tendency to do that really well where you don't it's not like you know romantic movies like that everybody watches with real people like you're the, the notebook <laughs> like, those kinds of movies I'm like sorry. real people made me laugh <laughs> like you step in and I you know I hate romance movies because I hate feeling like I know what's gonna happen or the entire time I'm just gonna be watching a bunch of these cliches and like it's all gonna work in a specific kind of way and the peak is always the same I don't know someone's gonna walk away at some point in the rain or Mm. whatever like that's how it (laughs) is but I appreciate the sort of like slow burn that anime has where they also incorporate a lot of other themes so it won't just be like ah romantic love romantic love it'll be like romantic love but also (laughs) I don't know figuring yourself out figuring out your talent or your magical what 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 and then growing and also fighting enemies and also do you know what I mean and I think that Avatar did do that and I think fans of Katara and Aang appreciate that it wasn't like okay, it's a love story, and Qatar is just this pretty person who's just here to serve as a love interest and nothing else, no story, no flavor, nothing. Um, I think that they they did that well, I suppose. <laughs> However... <laughs> here it comes. Here we go. However, I, I don't agree with them <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with them ending up as a couple because I don't know I just felt like so it definitely wasn't rushed okay don't don't get me wrong it definitely wasn't yeah. rushed but do I feel like it touches a little bit on like a little bit sloppy I have to say yes I have to say yes and I will tell you why. So you know, remember in the mm. Cave of Lovers when Katara was like, "Oh my like, goodness, yes! What if we kissed in the dark?" Just kidding. I miss. <laughs> 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 and, and that this is killing me because so that's
1: exactly how the scene went, word for word, bar for bar. So I. Remember she even did, you know that, that emoji yes. when you put the two fingers That's together. Exactly That's exactly what, exactly she, what she was.
0: <laughs> so that whole episode or that whole like scene and that whole thing was about establishing the fact that there was love between them, which I don't doubt for a second. Um, you know, if you look at their entire history, like Katara was always there for him. Um, they always like supported each other motivated each other they were always there for each other mm. which I love about them and they honestly truly loved each other my thing is it felt very like familial do you know what I mean like very like oh, the little brother mm. kind of, kind of platonic, yeah like, like really platonic love and it was always clear that Ang had a crush on her. I think he developed a crush, like, season one, and it was very clear that he had a crush on her. But it was also yeah. clear that she was very unsure about the situation or whatever's going on between them. Like, all the way into, like, season three, my, my girl was still really unsure, and that's a long time to be unsure. That's, like, three seasons of us watching episodes, and my girl is unsure. <laughs> like, she just <laughs> she wasn't <laughs> sure. And I think the reason she wasn't sure is because even to her, like, you know, it was kind of like little brother platonic kind of love. Yeah. And um, I think it should have just stayed that way. Like, for me, he has my real issue, I think. For me, Ang got a lot of
1: the things <laughs> that he
0: deserved to get by the end. So because of his storyline and like his development he beats the people that he needs to beat he gets the strength that he needs to strike to strength <laughs> to get <laughs> yeah that's it that's the intro thank you so much <laughs> he gets the strength that he needs to get he does everything he needs to do and it's like it's almost like the writers they were like okay after all that you've been through you know here's your happy ending and then also we're just going to give you the girl that you've been chasing mm. after because you guys you know you have that love but also it's like here's one more thing that you get to get because you're the protagonist and because you've been through this entire like yeah yeah, yeah. and all I'm like I don't stuff. I don't really like that um I just, I, it doesn't sit well with me that he should get to get Katara because A, he's a protagonist, B, he's been crushing on her for such a long time, and C, it's the end of the series and he's gotten everything anyways, so why not also get this person that he's been having a crush on, like that's also what it felt like for me, I don't know how you feel about what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> no, I absolutely, I hear you, I think. Earlier on, like back in uh season one of the podcast, I remember I did the shipping, the shipping episode where I basically took mm. people that people had sh- oh wow, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Couples that people yeah. had shipped together. And one of them happened to be I wanted to say that Katara was a city girl because one of the couples was her and <laughs> you Oh girl. yeah, yeah. Because that 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 episode mm, when they were in I the remember. cave, bro, like that's all it took for people. People People were absolutely like not seeing it the whole time. And then that one episode happened that maybe three hours uh-huh. that they were in the cave. And then people were like, oh, my gosh. So after I remember after that, it felt like I, it was the same thing that you said. It felt like, no, this is whatever's happening be- between her and Ang. It feels a bit too platonic maybe she should be with other people like i thought Mm. jet was a good match and then he turned out to be a horrible (laughs) person like a terrorist (laughs) so that was okay not jet and then zuko came into the picture and i was kind of like "Oh, Mm. oh okay i can see this but for reasons amounting to chemistry and also because I think Zuko is better matched mm-hmm. with May. And then that cut out cut out of my head. Because I recently, I recently rewatched it during mm-hmm. the first lockdown. Wow, well, no, our the second, lives. Yeah, the, the second lockdown. lockdown. The
0: second lockdown.
1: And no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. What what is time, dog? What are months? And I like I think that what with what the writers did by leaving it to the end is we would have been way more upset if they had started dating maybe at the end of season one or after the final battle of season two when (laughs) Aang nearly died if they had started like dating earlier or like started falling in love earlier than what they gave us I think it would have irritated us more not because like Aang gets whatever he wants but because it would just feel like I don't know. It would always. It would to me at least. It would feel like, oh, you guys are just doing this because like mm. he's here, you're there, you know, him. and and Saka is like her brother, yeah. so that's about it. So, but like I think because of that, because of the good friendship that they form, because they take so long to do anything, the fact that Katara is kind of not a damsel like he's. It, like, actually, let's let's speak on that. Um, Katara gets kind of scary True. dangerous somewhere between yeah. season two and three. So, the, like, we already knew that she could handle herself, but handle. She, could
0: yeah. handle she could really handle herself. herself. Yeah. And that's good.
1: And I think, and it's wonderful, and I think because of that and the friendship, I was kind of like, a, you know what? I get, it's not a
0: Happy, affirmative, kind yeah, of yes, yeah. they're together. It's more of a oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes more sense to me, which is then like, if you were whatever. like, Oh, I was crying from joy, I would be like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but and sometimes because people are good friends, you don't have yes. to share them. That's my take with anything. Yes, sometimes it's okay for people to just be friends. I mean, I wouldn't have a podcast if people <laughs> just were friends all the time. But yes, yeah, so. yeah. In this in this instance, I feel like, or at least you know what, you know what, if they just like left it as an open ended <laughs> thing, and then in the legend of Korra, just don't 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 take us too much into knowing too much about anything. Do you know what I mean? Don't give it to us that they they did mm. end up get or whatever. Don't don't tell us. Let us have our own imaginations and if that's what you wanted for them that's what it can be if that's what you didn't want for them then it doesn't have to be like that but because yeah just personally I feel like they should have just stayed close friends and you know I'm sure there were other boys that Katara could have fallen Mm -hmm. in love with (laughs) (laughs) there were other people so
1: it's funny because they were other boys and then they turned out to be <laughs> a terrorist, a war criminal. <laughs> so I did I do want to ask you though on the on this topic like let's imagine for a moment that there was no like impending war or genocide about to happen. like imagine that Aang had simply mm-hmm. just been himself. Katara had simply been herself there's no threat of or Ozai because I think part of the reason why they do end up together is that they're going through this very hectic very pressurizing situation together like Aang is in his own kind of level of Mm -hmm. pressure as the avatar that he's dealing with Katara is dealing with the trauma and like the pain that the war has has brought her upon her and her family and also trying to like help this Mm. one person that can save everyone if we take all of that away do you think (laughs) about the trials and the journey (laughs) that without the yes without the trauma bonding do you think they would have
0: ever actually here's what i think i actually think that if okay he had just woken up and he was just a little boy in some ice And there was nothing else going on. And they didn't have to, like, you know, develop their skills in a short amount of time and face all of these people. I actually think Mm. they might have organically and easily ended up being a couple that I could support. But I think because Katara instantly took the role of mentoring him and nagging him and making sure that he is Ready and had a self esteem mm. up and like an older sister almost. She like instantly took on that role because she is a lot more mature than the other two. And when tough comes later on, all three of them, <laughs> she's more mature than them. It's funny
1: because Sokka's older than her, but still, she was always of the course. It was never going to be here. It
0: was never going to be. <laughs> but I think with that added on, that like I don't know, kind of distance the romantic idea and i think if she didn't have to take that role then they would have easily become romantic mm-hmm. i'm sure on some level they are good together romantically and there wouldn't have been this thing of like i'm having to nurture you kind of situation because that's actually what makes it yeah a little bit weird for me or like a little bit not potentially what i yeah 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 romantic anymore
1: no, it's definitely unromantic when you yeah. kind of have to look after <laughs> yeah, a man. Once you're kind yeah. of playing the motherly role, that's yeah. you kind of like, go, mm, uh, I don't know if this is what no. I want for myself.
0: Yeah.
1: I just realized something what? that is so dark. And has mommy issues? All of Katara's like... <laughs> no, okay, well, yes, that, but all of Katara's uh, love interests have a... a a, a kind of mommy issue like Jed lost his mom through the Fire Nation attacks Zuko lost oh his goodness. mom because of his dad Ang just like didn't happen right and remember how Katara Katara said that once they lost their yo, mom she kind of had to be the yo, mom yo. to Sokka the school, and everyone
0: <laughs> this girl is Bob the Builder She's out here building everyone I'm from the Fire Nation
1: Mother Teresa ain't got nothing oh on word.
0: her. What ain't it wow? Ain't it just a weird I've never even like realized too. that until now. Same.
1: Literally, I had the thought, you know, when you have a thought <laughs> and you just look <laughs> into the distance, that's exactly
0: what I did. Oh wow. Just thoughts. Wow.
1: While we're on this topic, okay, so we're kind of not on the same page about this, but we agree that it would make sense, maybe in a different world, maybe in a yeah. different kind of setting, but I, I find it interesting that all the other romantic pairings in the show just made sense immediately, like, they didn't need, like, any justification or thought. The moon. Like, soccer with the moon princess <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no
0: that was so sad dude. <laughs> it,
1: it was so heartbreaking and i'll never forget when when they're in season in the last season when they're watching the play because the yeah, play yeah. just summarizes their whole journey when they're watching the play and they're talking about that moment and then Suki turns to him and she's like i didn't know you dated him <laughs> and he's crying <laughs> No, dude, that was really bad. Shame. <laughs> um, and yet, yeah, that relationship made sense. When he got with Suki, yeah. that relationship made sense. Everyone around them, it was just easy to like, accept yeah. and kind of been like, okay, just, yeah, I can deal with this. Accept it. that. So it's making me wonder like, what's they're missing? What they're
0: lacking? Yeah.
1: Yeah, if that's I definitely word.
0: and it's not the issue isn't that they started off as friends because lots of people start off as friends and everything's fine. So I don't mm. I don't know, man. Like I, I I don't know. I really don't know. And I think again, for me it's like we all know Aang had a crush on her. It was very, very clear from the beginning. But like mm. yeah, he made it very made obvious. It very, very Remember that time he tried to tell her and then she like ran off? <laughs> there and um I know that they also tried to sort of like hint at us that maybe they were eventually going to get together because she spoke to that like fortune teller person and they were like yeah and they were like you're gonna marry oh, like yeah. a very strong bender or whatever and then like I don't know later on Sokka is like oh Aang is actually a really strong bender I always forget and then she had like a that's so raven moment and I <laughs> I feel like they were trying to get us ready that perhaps it was coming but yeah. I I don't know I just don't know like I'm sure there are other strong vendors oh my goodness there's four nations I'm like why did it have to be ex <laughs> so
1: but it, yeah it, really it is, is what it is now the show I think I think we forgive it a lot more because Take away like like we said in the beginning, yeah. take away the romance. This show is great. This it's, it's just really good. Um, I wanted to ask you kind of off topic now because I'm out of questions. What is your favorite favorite episode of all time? And then who is your favorite character?
0: Not to say that any of the others are bad, but like so who's just I your think favorite? I, I can't say that it's like my favorite because it makes me the most happy. My favorite episode is when Apa mm-hmm. got stolen. It was so
1: sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that episode
0: that was so heartbreaking. Oh my god. breaking But like I I this is gonna sound oh, so awful, no. but I really enjoyed seeing everybody fall apart just to kind of like fall back together again, if that makes sense. Like a really awful thing happened yeah very like everyone went different directions you know people started families okay then start families but like Mm. (laughs) they really fell apart (laughs) so maybe let me not say episode but that was like my favorite like like you know, the hero falls. Yeah, like the hero falls, time. and like things were really bad. Things were really bad. Ang was like really angry. Yeah, yeah it sure. was dark, dark, were dark, dark times. But then they pulled it together. They found my boy. Like I just, it, it became, it went like from the most heartbreaking to like, oh yay, order is restored. And I like that, and I cry every single time. Like every time I rewatched it, mm. I cry because it's just really. Amazing. You think you're gonna be stronger now? Hey, did you call me old? old? Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally one week older than you. If I call you old, I'm calling myself into it. Yeah, that was my favorite, like um, that was my favorite time in terms of like, you know, they fell. They fell hard. And they were low. Low, low, low. Mm. They made it out. Mm. They made it out. You sound like <laughs> a servant, <laughs> <laughs> but God, <laughs> yo, sometimes in life we lose our upper, and it feels like things are over. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and my oh, favorite character. My goodness. Okay, oh, you know Bad yeah. B. You know who she is. You know who she is. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Um, Ugh, this is such a gay answer. I'm feeling very attacked right now. <laughs> My favorite is Asuna. Um, because she really was that person. And had she not mm-hmm. had a mental breakdown in the end, <laughs> um, I, I believe she might have... She might have done some, some real real undoable damage there. Yeah. But damage. you know she struggles with mental health. Don't be old. And that was her downfall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is so sad because though I, didn't, I don't think I hated her more than mm. I respected her as a villain. Because wow. Can you ever have someone just know your plans at every turn? And it's you any anytime you thought, oh no, the heroes they made shut it. Up. They're gonna do Just Azula. Show no. up,
0: and she'd be like, "I'm here to ruin everything." <laughs> loved her,
1: loved her, and she would. <laughs> well, I'm crying now because <laughs> I'm still laughing, but then Joe, Thank you so much for joining us. This has
0: been our ball. Um, I always appreciate your Thank opinions. you for having me. This was that. so much fun. This was so much fun. Like, um, you know, if anybody ever, um, you know, mysteriously disappears under mysterious circumstances and they can't make their feature, I'm always available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always here. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most incriminating
1: marketing I've ever heard. Yeah,
0: thank you for having me, my friend.
1: Like, sand, dislike time. Where does one begin? Where do I begin? Where does one end? You know, because I really, I really love. Everything. Wow, but I'm gonna try it. just for you, I'm gonna try. It. Um likes I've said this and I'll say it again. I love how beautiful their world is. like wow, wow wow wow. the artwork is impeccable. really really great. the fact that each nation has a distinct style in architecture wardrobe landscapes and like beyond visually speaking they do that in terms of even the style of bending like each bending style represents a different style of martial arts like they paid attention to this they they wanted you to see the differences they they wanted you to see it and like experience it in their bending showing these different cultures under this one kind of holistic nation wow there is an attention to detail in everything that they did and wow 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 i really really like it i really really love it my favorite when it comes to like architecture i really love how beautiful the air temples are even the ones that I think they were the whether the southern or the western air temples the ones that hang upside down I think that was a really great concept and also visually just looked really great. Um, I loved their time in Bassingsehe because that was the most aesthetically pleasing city. Even the like common on oh why do I say common common area just seems so horrible the residential area okay the residential area was really beautiful the like nobility where the nobility live where ang and the team kind of stay is also really great Er earth nation architecture was just gorgeous every chef's kiss all around really really loved it i really like any fight scene with bending because wow beyond what, what i was saying about how every style of bending is based off a different martial arts style it's the movement and kind of the choreography of the fighting that made it so beautiful like it's more than people just shooting like fireballs at each other or throwing rocks at one another it's way more than that like moves are intentional and calculated and smooth like oh my goodness it's 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 ah, wonderful to see like oh i know you shouldn't really be this excited about violence but it really it really is people use their bending as more than just like weapons they use it to move they use it to deflect and the way that it is drawn or the way that it is designed is really lovely to see one of my favorite episodes has a beautiful example of what i'm talking about the season finale of season two when Aang and katara are facing off against the zula in that cave um bossing say magical magnificent oh my goodness i would rewatch that episode all the time if it didn't end in such a really painful way because oof that ending the the fight is great but how it ends just it, i remember being how old was I when I watched this? I had to be in primary school because I was still at home. I think I was about 13 or 12. But I remember watching it and my heart just broke. My heart literally, I think I may have cried because it really felt like that was the end of Aang. Wow. Even for the people that weren't benders like the Kiyoshi Warriors. Uh, when Sokka went mastered sword fighting. I was like, okay, damn maybe I would like a sword like people that designed this they were looking at how to make fighting look really cool beyond just making it fun like oh yay there's fire like oh yay there's water like they made sure that this fighting made sense and that it looked visually amazing love that I really like the humor (laughs) wow such a funny show when you hear me describe like the concept or like the plot you can't really imagine that there's space for humor because there's war there's magic there's fighting there's all that's going on right and there's there's still that place for funniness i'm sure if this was a darker show or like it was marketed or made for adults they would make it less funny. But it doesn't feel like the humor takes away from the seriousness of, of the circumstance or how, how dangerous the missions and stuff are. All these jokes are perfectly timed and they're perfectly placed. I think that the beauty of the jokes is that they give us an insight into who who these people are i think what you find funny or what you make jokes about says a lot about you and also kind of it makes us care for them or sympathize with them more than we already do i obviously think that saka was one of the funniest characters on the show until they introduced us to toff in like um season in season two she Toph is bloody hilarious. Maybe it's because her brand of humor is mostly sarcasm and like kind of meanness, but I really, really love her and how funny she is in this show. Dislikes. Oof. Oof. Um I didn't enjoy some of the filler episodes. And by filler episodes, those are kind of like the episodes where Maybe they're not directly going along with their mission. Maybe what they're doing isn't directly linked to the war, or maybe it's not it's not important in the greater scheme of things, those kind of episodes. But I get like I understand why they exist. There's a lot of space between the beginning and the end of the story. It would be weird if every single episode was something because realistically like especially on a journey like the one Aang is going on realistically speaking not every single day is going to be some huge adventure some huge fight they did manage to like add an element of adventure like something was always going on but not everything was related to the bigger picture if you know what I mean sometimes episodes were simply there to character build or reveal something that will become relevant much later or just team traveling. And that's fair, I understand why they need them, but it doesn't mean that I like every single one of the filler episodes. However, side note, my favorite filler episode is the one where Toph becomes a master scammer when they're at the Fire Nation. Like on the surface it's just this it's just this episode about her and the boys kind of just being chaotic and letting loose but I like what it reveals about Toph and her relationship with her family and alternative alternatively what it reveals about Katara and her kind of motherly instinct and this thing of I have to take care of everybody that was cute that was it was funny and then it also managed to get very sentimental and very. I think it was very honest as well. So, yeah, yeah. Filler episodes. I wish series creators would use them better and also more. I also dislike that they didn't kill Firelord Ozai. Yo, I was so upset. I was so upset. Like, I completely understand. And I and I know that there's this whole thing about Aang and his values as a monk. And, like, why he doesn't possess that kind of power. Well, let me not say kind of power. He doesn't possess that thing in him that wants to kill people. Completely understand Aang. I sympathize with him. I I get him. But Ozai did not deserve mercy at all. If you just put aside everyone on the team alone that has suffered from his tyranny, like forget those people. He is a whole war criminal. Like four nations have crumbled below him. And I say four because I don't think the people in the Fire nation were having the best time either. So, no, I just, I think bad people should suffer the consequences. Especially bad people like Philo Doza. He was beyond redemption or forgiveness. Like, you could even see it in the way that he treated his children, which was very merciless. He, He nearly killed Zuko. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just believe evil people deserve all the bad things that are coming to them. I think Katara, Katara would have done it. Katara is angry enough. But also Katara also, she somehow became less militant during season three. And I also understand that it's a kid's story. You can't really be having people offing each other. But eh, eh, eh. I really don't like Zula. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out i understand that she is only a product of her parenting but i don't like that woman i respect her i do i i respect her drive i respect how she is a great villain but i do not like her and i think i just i hated how she always got away with things somehow or that she always she would always find the holes in people's plans without even working that hard like she'd just hear a whisper or she'd notice some weird behavior and she would just be there that time where she just happened to be on boiling rock around the same time that Zuko and Sokka were there irritated the hell out of me oh my goodness it it almost made her seem worse than Oz. like her her hyper presence and, like, her behavior throughout the show almost made it seem like, man, maybe Fire Lord Ozai isn't that bad. But I know it's only because we got to see her war crimes live. We witnessed them. If her father got the same treatment, like, the same airtime that she got, then she'd seem like less of a villain. And I'm sure of it. I also feel like maybe the writers didn't try to make us sympathize with her enough i like, guess there was that one moment um on the episode where they went to the beach house where we kind of see an ounce of character from her where we see we get like a glimpse into why she is the person that she is but after that it doesn't feel like there's any more glimpses at all like it's it's over after that you just you watch her reign of terror until she sadly falls from grace oh my gosh guys that that breakdown at the end was just the higher they they climb the harder they fall played out she went out so sad but also haha we reached the end of the show and i'm sure i've talked so much that people are already tired of me now so i'm just gonna wrap it up don't worry this last part is really easy because it's time for who's your fave this time we are making it an eternal affair and looking at the other romantic pairings on the show for which there are a lot in this corner we have May and Zuko from the Fire Nation. And in the other corner, we have Suki and Sokka from the Earth and Water Nation. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to make an earth, wind, and fire joke, but I, I have no idea how to set it up. Like, it's, not, it's not coming to me. I'll be honest, I don't necessarily like one of these couples not because i don't want them to be together but because i ship zuko with myself <laughs> what a handsome troubled man really i love him and sokka sokka was kind of a, a hoe in this show like there was so many people wanted him like moonprint the moon princess aside I think Sokka had the most kind of romantic action in the show, so there's also that. However, I am biased. You, lovers, you are not biased at all. And you have the freedom to vote for who you would like to save. You can go on our Twitter poll at StarringCupid to vote for the couple you would like to save from this battle. Let us know how you feel about them or any other characters from the show. Any other couples that you wanted us to touch on that we didn't. We would absolutely love to hear from you all. Again, my big thanks to Dental Toke for joining us. You guys can catch her on Twitter at Dental Talkie and also on Instagram. She is a wonderful content creator. She has her own YouTube channel just wonderful thoughts more opinions if you really if you want to hear more from her very grateful to have had her on here thank you all for tuning in we will be back another day with another fictional couple to discuss for now goodbye